If you knew me, you would know that I'm obsessed with cars. Hi, we're Hannah Bay, Jasmine Joda, and Teresa McCartney, all T23s. And you are listening to If You Knew Me, a grassroots podcast dedicated to celebrating diversity, equity, and inclusion at the Tech School of Business at Dartmouth. Jeremy, welcome to the pod. It's a true pleasure uh, to be the 10th guest on this amazing podcast. Wow. We, I don't know if we are deserving of the honor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just flying by the seat of our pants, actually. But um, it's an honor to have you on, a close friend of mine. Jeremy, how has second year been treating you? Second year's been really great. Um, you know, I think first year, it's easy to get caught up in um, the collective, everyone's collective stress and uh, and the uncertainty of figuring out what life is at school. Um, of course, we have it at really good and nothing is really bad, is nothing is ever bad here. But um, with that said, uh, second year has been really nice because you, everything's in context, you know, you have a lot of, you've done a lot of what you needed to do at school and you can really focus on enjoying time with great friends. And, and great cars. Um, well, really, not so much, honestly. That was more Los Angeles, where there were fewer friends, but definitely, <laughs> definitely better More cars. cars. Yes, yeah, yeah. Tell me about what car you're riding right now. Uh, oh, uh, I, I currently drive a BMW M2 Competition from 2021, which is a lovely little car. Um, in this age, you know, where those cars like that are going out of production. And so oh. um, if you can get your hands on or have get to experience as many of those as possible Mm -hmm. um it's a special thing and so that's a big um that's a big life goal of mine outside of the serious stuff to drive cars that are going out of production well no i mean like um cars like that are you know they're uh gas powered manual um you know they're they have Mm. edgy personalities um Mm. they're fun to drive and so um they're harder and harder to find every year um and so uh, there will come a time when they're like collector items. Um, but for now, we're still fortunate enough to be able to buy some of them new. Mm. Jeremy, maybe I should preface this conversation by saying I know absolutely nothing about cars. Oh, no, of course. Yeah. But uh, and, uh, no, worry, no worries at all. And sadly, I have too much extraneous and useless information. So we can, we so can meet I somewhere in between. Learn. Yes. So today, to use this as an opportunity to teach me everything you know about cars. All the extraneous information. Oh, um, well, that would make for a very boring podcast. Oh, no, I especially, think it'd be fun uh, to indulge in the hobby a little more uh, mm-hmm. overseas. Of course, you know, car ownership is the cheapest in the U.S., and so mm. um, it's really nice to kind of be able to access the hobby. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're less than one years old. Mm-hmm. You have a car catalog in your hand or something. <laughs> magazine, magazine but cl- close, okay. close, yeah, 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 yeah. Magazine, yeah. And what kinds of cars do you remember? Like even. Oh yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Like uh, my dad had a did a, um, a consulting project with Porsche, and so he, mm-hmm. he they gave him like this really cool poster of a Porsche uh, Turbo mm-hmm. from the 1980s driving off into the into the desert sunset, and wow. uh, that was on my wall my entire childhood. And um, and growing up, of course, I like pretty much. I actually like all sorts of cars. I don't really like specific cars. Um, of course, like the really cool, like hot, um, really like you know the the drivers' cars are what interest me most personally. But mm-hmm. what I love about cars is that they're um, you know more from a more romantic perspective. They're mm-hmm. um, you know they're part of everyone's lo- a lot. You know they're a critical part of 
a lot of American lives and, and a lot of lives globally, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really cool to be able to um, to be able to see what those cars mean to people, how they use them, you know, what they want out of it, and how car companies respond to that over time and try to give them something that mm -hmm. the customer wants. So it sounds like when you were young, you were just mm -hmm. amazed by the dream of a car. Like you're like, oh man, this is so cool, so beautiful, so hot, whatever. It goes fast. And then as you get older, you learn more about the importance of a car in human society. And that made you appreciate the concept more. Well, yeah. I mean, it's also just like the, um, the ingenuity that, uh, you know, engineers at these, at car companies are able to um, deploy to be able to create specific products for specific people, right? Like for every like crazy sports car out there that is um has all sorts of you know wild engine and suspension technology you'll have something like you know a minivan where the suspension is the the rear suspension is made very low and very small so that you can lower the floor so that you can get things in more easily right and so all these like challenges and all these um attempts to cater to people and you know make sure that they have the tool that's most suited for their lives is all very interesting to me, I think hearing how you yeah. appreciate the the utility and the ingenuity of the design of a car, yeah. of each different type of car, mm. it shows me a lot of appreciation you have for what it means in, to us, um, to yeah. like the everyday human being, not just like someone who wants to drive really fast. Mm. Mm. <laughs> because I feel like what, what I know about you is you love driving really fast. <laughs> well, in uh, I would like to I like to caveat by saying that in a in a responsible manner. Yes, drive. <laughs> you don't. You won't see me. You won't see me. You won't see me drifting through Hanover. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So I wanted yeah. to know more about how you started, like just picking up like cars that are unique. There, there are always fans of anything or enthusiasts of any of anything that are pretty, um, you know, they get pretty obsessive and like in, engrossed in something. Right. And yeah, like, you know, I car enthusiasts are no different. Right. And there, of course yeah. there are many sub genres of car enthusiasts. Like you have mm -hmm. like the track rat guys who just want to take their car to the track and mm -hmm. race it around. You have, you know, kind of more the showboaty types who have, you know, want to just roll their Lamborghini down, like, mm -hmm. I don't know, Mulholland Drive in LA, mm -hmm. and just, uh, and then, and then, and then kind of show off a little bit. You have people who just, you know, like driving, you know, slowly on the back roads of their friends. You have like people driving a little more quickly and, you know, people who like different kinds of cars, right? You have people who like trucks, people who like going off road. And so for me personally, I, I like, like, um, these kind of small, smaller, um, really kind of nimble, uh, but also like, you know, relatively powerful sports cars um, that require you to engage a lot with the vehicle. Um, it's really fun when you can do that because it feels like you're really engaged in the process of driving as opposed to just kind of putting around, right? A to B driving. And so I really love that a lot. And, um, uh, it's really cool to be able to, you know, in many ways it's an escape, right? You know, last year, especially we were, you know, we were both in the dorms at Tuck mm -hmm. and, um, it's nice to kind of really, it's almost a metaphor for kind of mm. getting away for a little bit. And that, that's also a huge mental part of why I like it so much. Yeah. Tell me more about that. What happens for you when you start 
going off on the road. Well, uh, actually, I try to stay on the road. On the <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, usually going off the road, especially in the cars I like, is uh, as if it's is a shortcut to a to a very unfortunate ending. Yeah. Um, uh, but um, yeah, for me, it's like you know, you especially now. Well, obviously, it's near the end of fall, so it's not quite as pretty as it was a week ago, but. Um, you know, it's really beautiful up here, and um, there are lots of amazing empty roads, um, like for just around the farms and, and, and so on forth. And um, you can really just um, lose yourself uh, pushing the car a little bit, uh, having fun, um, playing a little music, and, uh, you know, trying to develop yourself a little bit as a driver, enjoy the engagement with the vehicle. Um, there's just a little bit of danger involved, which is always fun. Um, danger well I mean you're, you're like trying to keep the car on the road right while you're trying to go mm-hmm. and you're trying to go a little faster than normal so mm-hmm. um, so that's always fun of course like the best way to do that is just to go to a racetrack and so um, which is unfortunately very expensive to do but really how much um, oh it can it can get really expensive because you know it's mostly you're burning through tires and brakes mm-hmm. and stuff and so like a set of tires on my car new is like $1,500 and wow if you go regularly, you're going to be replacing them every three, four sessions wow. if you're lucky. And so you, you'll be roasting, roasting out sets of tires pretty quick. Um, Wait, so, but you've got, how many times have you been on a racetrack? Uh, just a few myself. Yeah. Um, like I, yeah, I frankly would love to go more. Um, and it's a huge, I think it's the best way to develop, um, as a driver. Cause, um, you know, there's A to B driving and there's, you know, driving when you're trying to push the car um, mm-hmm. to its limits. And mm-hmm. it's really interesting when it does that because every car behaves differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every car is different, a different setup dynamically. And mm-hmm. so uh, you really realize that when you get to push the car hard. And then you're going to work for a car company after school. Um, well, that's a plan. Um, of course, it's not that easy in this environment. And so... Yeah. Um, you know, I'm trying very hard to make that a reality, but, yeah. um, you know, life comes into the, into play and kind of factors out of your control come into play. And yeah, as it um, happens even in business school. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm totally, I like, you know, um, I, I, we're all super fortunate here, um, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to have such great choices. And, um, for me, like either like going to automotive would be great, but then, you know, realistically you have the other considerations, right? Like, mm-hmm. You know, if you go, like, I can tell you that going to automotive, you're sacrificing on income, on location. Mm-hmm. Um, you're narrowing your career choices in, in, in order to be able to chase, like, a passion of yours. And, um, you know, it's a big internal discussion as to whether that's something you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, of course, there's always the stuff we always do, right? Like finance, consulting, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. And they're great jobs. And they're certainly much better paying jobs in many mm-hmm. ways. <laughs> finance. Yeah. So, I feel the um, same way yeah. about beauty because yeah. you're definitely sacrificing a lot of salary for that. For sure. For it to yeah. to go into industry. Yeah. I'm sure that's a big debate for you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I just want to, I don't know. I, I wish I could just do it and... But I, I think yeah. there is such a, I think that's something as business school students we have to think about a lot too, is like we're learning all these classes on like strategy and the economy and leadership and then how do we tie all of those into what we really feel passionate about? Because mm-hmm. I think it's so important to, if you find something you're passionate about to really go full force into it because yeah. not many people, like having a passion is very 
special. Like not many people have found that and a lot of people feel lost without it. Yeah, you know, I, I totally agree. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I think I told you, but I spent my summer at Rivian, which is a really cool um, electric vehicle company with a lot of really cool people and really love that experience. You know, it's being in Southern California, working on Beautiful. just sick vehicles, mm-hmm. really great, talented people, great company. Um, and, uh, you know, there's still sacrifice involved in that too, right? And, um, it makes you, I think, if anything, it reminds me, um, one of the big revelations for me from second year is really that, um, it's funny because we come to business school to learn about business, but I think what my big learning from business school as someone who worked nonstop and, you know, worked long hours before coming, you know, I never really worked a nine to five job. (laughs) And so, uh, coming here is actually a reminder to like enjoy my life and, to enjoy time with people and to do more things outside of work Mm. um, and not let it define kind of yourself, right? Yeah. I think for me, what I'm really learning is you want your work to be, well, at least for me, I want my work to be my life, but I want my work to be something that I feel really happy that is my life, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want my life to be separated from my work. Yeah, in the sense you know, of like, I don't, I don't want to yeah. be like, okay, I put in my nine to five, and now I can actually finally enjoy my life. Like, I want yeah. my work to be something that that's really nice. fulfills my life. Yeah, that's certainly. Um, yeah, I would love to hear more about what that looks like for you. I think. Um, it's, I, yeah, it's not, I think it should be like easy. this for everyone. As I'm learning about, like, I, I hope it is the case for everyone at our school. Uh, it definitely isn't, but... No, it's definitely uh, not right now. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, but I think it's also, these are yeah. the choices people make. Right? Yeah, like we, exactly. You know, we're, 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 we, you know, as they, as they say, we sit somewhere at the Venn diagram of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, time, money, and health, right? Mm-hmm. And so right now we have time and health, uh, mm-hmm. but not so much in the way of money, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. um... But we will. Well, we were, yeah, we're just trading. Well, it, yeah. After school, most of us are trading time for, for money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully still have our health. And at some point, kind mm-hmm. of ideally, you'd have a little sweet spot where you have all three. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's the dream, right? And so... Um, the business student's dream. Well, I mean, we, I, I just can't... Yeah, I mean, it's hard to overemphasize how lucky we are, right? To be able to have these chances and to go into jobs that are paying like 200 grand out of school plus, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's pretty crazy. And yeah. so, you know, if you want like a high paying job, you can you can get it. You just have to probably work harder and, mm-hmm. you know, stress out a little more. But mm-hmm. um, we but, have those choices. No, yeah. Those choices no, aren't it's bad. It's interesting yeah. to hear yeah. from your perspective. Yeah. If you could design your dream car what would it be huh um uh i don't i guess i I think they already exist frankly and so yeah i think a lot of what porsche does with like their crazy gt cars is really cool um uh it would probably be some version of one of those cars both like a manual transmission some of them don't have manual transmissions and so that would be really cool um uh would also be actually like yeah what is also really cool is uh um, some car companies make these crazy wagons, and so, like, they're essentially like station wagons where you can fit your whole family and your dog mm-hmm. and all your luggage. But it's also like, you know, really fast and really mm-hmm. fun. And um, uh, I would take one of those and you know develop a modernized version, but with a crazier engine. 
But yeah, yeah without trying to get that too much into the so detail. That's so interesting. Yeah. That would be really cool. I'm yeah. just imagining like having my whole family and a dog in a car and then driving really fast down like yeah. <laughs> the Pacific Coast well, Highway. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you can't really drive that fast on the Pacific Coast Highway yeah. unless you enjoy going to jail. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and, and and you know, it's definitely a luxury. Most of the time, mm-hmm. you just need. You just need. I'm a big believer in having a car for its own purpose. So I'm a mm-hmm. big be- like I'm a big believer in having like you know your sports car for having fun and and your practical car for being practical. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, that'll be me too. I'm totally gonna do that too. <laughs> I, well, let me know when you do. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you can borrow uh, the Miata, the little Miata from oh, Carl, yeah. and go driving in that. Yeah. Oh. I drove that all summer. It was really fun. Oh. Yeah, it could take like two backpacks in the back, but uh, oh, that's tiny. And one cat. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you drove around with? <laughs> I drove it back from LA, actually. Wow, uh, your cat? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did it not scratch out your eyeballs in the drive? Oh, she's really chill. Yeah, she's awesome. That's she nice. loves car rides, actually. Yeah, she was just hanging uh, out, like taking naps. Uh, oh yeah. My God. My cat would be go ballistic. Yeah, well, it's it's uh, it's it was actually perfect. Um, you know, uh, I I didn't know that. My cat liked car rides until I stuffed her in a car and she like turned out to be a champ. And so Aww. now now it's like one of those nice little bonding realize kind of realizations yeah. that you have about your animal. Aww. So. Um what's your favorite song to this is the last question. What's your favorite song to listen to while you drive? Song? Uh yeah. oof. Um I don't know. I there's a whole spectrum. I usually like like some kind of like nice uh kind of uh immersive like electronic stuff so mm-hmm. like you'll have uh what's your go-to Lane, artist Lane uh, I've, been, I've been i've been really uh yeah i've really loved lane eight uh going to the show in march earlier this year was crazy that was amazing um really yeah, i was love jealous that. i didn't get to go yeah so good um the, the kid he comes back again uh, really like the guy too he's a really nice chill guy he's kind of dorky guy who wants to play, make amazing music so love it mm-hmm. um uh yeah he's really good um he's bought a bunch of like uh, guys in his um, in his kind of I guess constellation of artists that are also really good like La Youth is really good mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah there's like Masane like all these really cool electro artists um, mm-hmm. there's like actually someone coming to next Tuesday to Boston that you might want to check out called Para Fukuva they're very Ooh. good yeah they're very mellow is there any question you wish that I asked you that you didn't you feel you weren't able to like fully answer. I guess I'd no, I'd ask you how you're enjoying your second year, and then we can kind of riff off of that a little bit. Perhaps. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. And kind of see, yeah, see where it goes. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your uh, what you're thinking. So for second year, I definitely feel like my brain is not as sharp as it used to be, mm. <laughs> which is like honestly such a disappointment. Like every day, I'm just like, oh my god, why why is my brain so slow? What? Why do you think that is? <laughs> because. I just feel like I was able to do so much more last year than I am doing this year. And I don't know how much of that is based off of just the fact that I was so focused on recruiting and it really helped me get set up for the rest of the year to be like on top of my shit. But Mm -hmm. this year, I definitely just feel like I have so many different things going on. Like I have um, like my Instagram and then my mm. um, clubs mm. and classes and it's a lot of right yeah yeah and I'm I'm hoping to like I I really like one of my goals in business school was to start a business so 
I'm thinking about, like, I was in conversation to buy um, a lashes business from this girl in Toronto. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, but I, I don't know how likely it will be that I buy the business mm. because the remaining inventory, like, she just basically wants to sell me all her remaining inventory at uh, cost, and yeah. the inventory is just, like, not... That great. Yeah, it's, like, these, like, heavy set lashes that... Yeah. Well, you're. Yeah. She's trying to get out of it. Yeah. She's trying to get out of it, and like, I definitely can't wear those kinds of lashes because my eyes are just not meant to hold that weight. Did you run a little value valuation analysis on that thing? Yeah, I actually asked Rob to help me like think figure it out because he did like apparently work in CPG. Yeah. And so, um, but like, I I still want to like consider like I I'm talking with this Thayer Mm. student to talk about like. Um, he wants to do a skincare company, so that's just kind of what I'm, where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. I also feel like second year just flies by so quickly, it and does, right? I really over the summer, I mean, you just value all the friends that I've made here. Yeah, and I feel like yes, I love all of these classes. Like I, I love Matt Slaughter's class. I love. I'm taking communicating with presence right now. Yeah. I fucking love that class. That's it's awesome. so awesome. Like, oh, that's cool. I hear good things. Yeah, like the professor <laughs> teaches us all to really get out of our comfort zone. He'll he'll be like, like tell everyone to like shout like I enter the sacred circle of flaming freaking fucking oh, balls yeah, 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 and then like yeah, yeah. share a fairy tale. I, I remember that guy. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's funny. That's uh. It's so awesome. Yeah, it's like one of those MBA meme pages where, like, <laughs> when engineers think of uh, what MBA students are doing at school, they're like screaming into the ceiling. Uh, <laughs> we are, yeah. yeah I mean, that's cool. yeah, I'm doing those kinds of classes. I'm not that's doing really cool. like the heavier quant classes, which I love. But uh-huh. um, I think, like, I, I hope that also while we're here in our last year, like, we're able mm-hmm. to really contribute a lot mm-hmm. um, and make make tuck. A better place yeah after we leave it yeah for sure yeah yeah, yeah definitely so that's just kind of how i'm feeling about second year that's awesome and uh it's definitely going by very quickly um yeah it's like always like you're almost grasping at things you want to do yeah. um and hoping that you have enough time to do it all unfortunately i think everyone here is very usually pretty proactive and so yeah like we um, are yeah like last last friday actually we got a small group of guys to go out to this really cool um uh restoration shop that's probably the only one of its kind in the U.S. where this mm-hmm. uh, funny old man uh, restores like classic Bugattis. Um, so, wow. so you like these are like unbelievably expensive cars that trade for millions of dollars, wow. um, and they're essentially you know they're you know to put it bluntly they're toys for the uber wealthy. But it is also very interesting because it's also a craftsman's yeah uh, craftsman's work as opposed to being like you know your typical auto shop and so yeah really cool to see all the history and the art and the almost the preservation of something that's very special that's uh, so cool yeah. so he just does this as his business yeah i mean he's it's a very lucrative business right wow. these are people who are um it's also because it's so difficult to do right like finding the right paint finding the right parts the parts are actually crazy right because like, nobody makes these anymore they're like a, nearly 100 years old and so um, you'll find like a, I don't know, like a cylinder head that trades for like $25,000, right? So how did you find him? Did you just Google him? No, Ramon is actually, uh, Professor yeah, Ramon? Yeah, 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 Professor, wow. Professor Ramon is, uh, what a, 
baller. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he's no, he's just very tied into the car community here, and oh. um, he gets to know all sorts of funny people. Um, and there's also a great guy called Matt Lauderhand who um, who works in the for Tuck um, in a non student facing capacity. Um, who's also very, very, very funny and very kind about sharing kind of this really yeah. cool experience, all these really cool experiences with the automotive community here. Is there a club here? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Myself, Sam, uh, Rahul, oh. and Nick, uh, and Ryan Roebuck are the co-chairs. Wow. So, yeah. I, did, I had no clue. Yeah. To be clear, we do a lot more than just, um, you know, we're not like just diehard automotive enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to... Um, really help the school on, and educate the school on all things automotive and mobility related, right? And that's not just, you know, um, where that's forward looking as well as backwards looking in time. So, mm-hmm. you know, we are really, so we're going to do some job panels, some careers panels, um, some just more professional expertise oriented panels in terms of where the industry is heading. Mm-hmm. i super excited about all of that. And we try to do like little things like help the international students, um, get up to speed with mm-hmm. uh, getting a car, getting a license. Yeah. A lot of that is a huge challenge out so far in the woods, right? Yeah, so, yeah. you definitely need a car around here. Definitely, yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, it helps a lot. And um, for a lot of the international kids, you know, first time in the country, um, I definitely sympathize, you know, having kind of lived between mm-hmm. uh, overseas and here in my entire life. And I can see how it's, uh, you know, such a huge adaptation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah. Aww. Oh, Jeremy, I really appreciate it. Just hearing your thoughts on the car <laughs> period. <laughs> and, oh, <laughs> of course. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I really appreciate hearing like everything that you had to say today. Like I learned a lot from you. I learned a lot more about like what it means to be a car enthusiast, but also like to appreciate how a car serves a, a function within our lives. Um, and also mm-hmm. it was really great to catch up with you. Well, uh, we're really excited, Hannah. This is going to be an amazing year. We're going to have a tons of adventures. So thanks yeah. for having me on. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of If You Knew Me. The If You Knew Me podcast was founded back in the fall of 2020 to help deepen student connections and foster a culture of belonging at Tuck please check out our other episodes to support and learn more about other Tuckies. If you have any questions or feedback on the podcast, or if you want to be featured on a future episode, please contact us at the email address listed in the description.